You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and zero trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their sassy journey, visit netskope.com. Hiding attack campaigns, you can either keep them quiet or you can skulk in the noise. Industrial espionage hits Switzerland's defense ministry. Anonymous proceeds with Operation Icarus. It's World Password Day, so look to your credentials. Speaking of passwords, a buck and a social media like will get you 272 million of them. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, May 5th, 2016. Some interesting notes on hiding your attack campaigns are in the news today. Palo Alto Networks is describing Infi Malware, which they're also giving the snappy nickname Prince of Persia, in evident homage to the popular game franchise. Infi, so-called from a recurring string that appears in its code, has been active for about a decade and has gone largely unnoticed. It's apparently escaped attention because of its low-volume, highly targeted nature. Spread mostly by spear phishing, Infi seems to have prospected carefully selected targets with content tailored to geographical location. The intended victims include foreign governments and companies, but also individual Iranians, presumably of questionable loyalty or behavior. Infi may have begun to circulate as early as December 2004. It's been found emanating from a compromised Israeli Gmail account, but the command and control servers are Iranian. The evidence is circumstantial, but signs point to Tehran. It's World Password Day, not that any of us would have weak or easy-to-guess passwords, of course. But despite all of our warnings, plenty of people are still using authentication that's way too easy to crack. We checked in with Johannes Jaskolski, Chief Security Officer with AT&T. Passwords or passphrases predate our modern age by centuries, right? You'd have Roman guards, you know, asking for passphrases for people to pass through the gates. As we are trying to restrict access to uh, technical resources, it was just basically adapted. Keeping track of complex passwords is more effort than some people are willing to put in. So for some of the bad guys, cracking passwords is just a numbers game. They basically look at a, a list of commonly used passwords because the databases of users are now so huge that if you pick a relatively common password and you just try it with a large set of user IDs, there's a high likelihood that there are several users that will have picked that password. In fact, you can now, on the, on the black market, you can buy you know, these databases of user IDs and passwords. Making sure your passwords are sufficiently secure doesn't have to be an ordeal. Johannes Jaskolski has some suggestions. It starts with making sure that your password is complex. You don't want to use a common password, even if it meets the complexity aspect of it. So if you don't know what a common password is, um, you can just do an Internet search on common password, and you'll find, find a ton of different lists, and that'll give you an idea of what not to use. 
So our passwords on the way out. Many of our mobile devices have fingerprint scanners now, after all, which makes entering passwords seem a bit old-fashioned. In my view, the death of passwords has been uh, kind of overstated for dramatic effect in the past. I, I think it's still a, a, an ingredient, but generally speaking, we are moving towards two things. One is multi-factor authentication. So we are incorporating other authentication factors beyond knowledge base. So that would mean biometrics, such as Touch ID, but also uh, recognizing, for example, the device and issuing devices token. So you understand the device that is trying to uh, facilitate the authentication. Johannes Jaskowski is a director and chief security officer with AT&T. Their website is business.att.com. Someone's involved in industrial espionage. Switzerland's Minister of Defense has recently said that his ministry came under cyber attack by unnamed parties back in January. Whoever they were, they seem to have been after trade secrets. In an unrelated case, Canadian authorities deny visas to two Huawei employees, calling them an espionage risk. Huawei denies any implication in espionage. Anonymous hits Greece's National Bank late last week in Operation Icarus, aiming at the global banking cartel. The hacktivist collective calls it the operation to end all others and has moved on to its next target, DDoSing the Central Bank of Cyprus. They project a 30-day campaign. Observers wait to see when and whether it will expand. In its Op Icarus video, Anonymous says it's united as one, divided by zero which would seem to be an undefined operation, so we shall see. Finally, Hold Security has an interesting story about someone who really doesn't know the value of his data. It's a kid, apparently Russian, who's bragging about having 272 million passwords stolen from various sources. He's offered them for sale, and so Hold Security talked him down to a dollar, plus some likes on social media. Hold says the hacker sounded young. You think? Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use. With zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications, so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. It's World Password Day, so we thought we'd look back at a conversation I had back in February with Joe Kerrigan from the Johns Hopkins Information Security Institute, one of our academic and research partners. 
Um, Joe, let's talk about passwords, specifically password cracking. One of my favorite subjects. I, I know, I know it is. So before we get into how we crack passwords, let's talk about how passwords are stored and protected. Right. Passwords are usually stored in some kind of hashed system. If they're stored in plain text, then there's no security at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we use a, an algorithm called a hash algorithm that takes that password and turns it into essentially a one-way encryption function. The the weakness there is that I can build a simple lookup table based on the hashes. So if your password is is ABC123 and my password is ABC123, then our hashes are going to be the same. I see. So we have a second protection against that called salting. And that is where we take a random string of characters and add it to our passwords. So let's say that random string of characters is for you one two three. So your mm-hmm. password becomes ABC one two three one two three and then that gets hashed. And then my password becomes ABC one two three and then I have XYZ added to the end of my password. In the password database, the salts get stored with the hashes and now our hashes look different. So I can't just say, okay, these two users have the same password anymore. That's what we call a salted and hashed password, and that's the best way to protect a password in a database. All right, so we've got our passwords stored. They've been they've been protected uh, through salting and hashing, but now I want to have at it. I want to start figuring out what the passwords are. How do I go about it? Right. The very first thing you're going to do as, as a password cracker is you're going to run what's called a dictionary attack on that. Okay. And there are programs out there that are uh, specifically designed for doing this. And there are lists out there, very large list of known passwords. And the thing about people is they're, they're kind of predictable in this. Mm-hmm. And is, you can break about 50% of the passwords just with a dictionary attack. You, you come at it with your dictionary attack and you're unsuccessful with that. What next? So the next step would be brute force attacks. The same software tools that can run a dictionary attack can also do a brute force attack. There's one called Hashcat that actually runs on graphics processors mm-hmm. that makes it very fast. When I'm coming up with a password for myself, is there a way to protect myself against either of these attacks? I use a password manager. What I do is I use random 20-character passwords at a minimum for my the websites I, I visit frequently and the websites I care about. Okay. How do you remember them? I don't remember them. All right, go on. If somebody asked me what my Facebook password is right now, I wouldn't be able to tell them. Okay, so how do you log on to Facebook then? So I open up my password safe and I copy the password from the password safe into the Facebook interface. So what if I get access to your password safe? That's an excellent question. <laughs> In fact, there are uh, there's now malware that's out there targeting password safes because they realize that this is a uh, this is a high value target. So are you in effect just sort of shifting it one degree away because you still you have a password to get into your password safe, right? Correct. Yes. Then that password to get into my password safe is a very long password. I, I say the longer the password, the better the password. All right, Joe Kerrigan, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. 
And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. It's Maria Varmazas here, your host over at T-Minus Space Daily and sometimes a guest on Hacking Humans, too. We here at N2K Cyberwire work hard to bring you concise, intelligence-driven news and commentary, and we'd like to know how we're doing. Please take a few minutes to complete our audience survey and share your feedback to help us continue to grow and meet your needs. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to get started. Thanks so much for your input as we reach for the stars. It means the universe to us. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. Cyberwire. 